Hello, and welcome to another episode of Project Artcast. Today, we are talking with artist Derek Joy, who is also a musician, I believe I read. Or do we have to start over? Okay, so occasional musician. I guess so. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to, how about this? You segue into who you are and what you do. All right. Well, yeah, my name is Derek Joy. I do design work and um, I like to paint and draw. Yeah, mess around with music, mainly synthesizers. Okay. And electronic music, I guess, for the most part. And how long have you been? We'll start with art. We'll start with art. How long have you or what inspired you to become an artist? As me and Brandon were talking earlier, the uh, Warhammer 40K miniatures, I uh, went into this old place called Star Realm when I was like five, and my dad bought me a box of Warhammer 40K Space Marines. And so I started painting those when yeah I was like five. So I've been painting those things pretty much ever since. And that wow. has broadened out into? Uh, painting on dimes, I guess, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> Portraits on dimes. What inspired the dime? Um, we were actually, uh, we had like a contest in class between a couple of us who could paint the smallest. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> so I started painting on the dime because it was like one of the smallest things I could find that would probably be like the easiest to paint on. So Did you end up winning? Yeah, everyone agreed I won. But you know, <laughs> it, it, was for, <laughs> it was for fun, you know, friendly competition just to push how far we could go. Where did you, know. you go to school? Uh, UNL. For? Uh, a BFA. Originally, I started off uh, doing architecture there, but it wasn't really something I wanted to do in the first place. I wouldn't say I was like necessarily pushed into it, but my mom really wanted me to try it out, and I figured, why not, you know, so. What made you give up? Um, Probably the math, for the most part. <laughs> I hate doing math. I concur. So, that was my freshman year in high I'm school. What architect. are you going to be, a photographer or an architect? And then I was like, oh, math. Isn't that the engineer's <laughs> yeah. job? Yeah, exactly, right? You just needed to know how to do it, though. They got to figure out how to make it stand. What do you mean the shape won't work? <laughs> yeah. Really? So when did you graduate? Um, Not this last December, but the December before that. So it was... Uh, the end of 2012, beginning of 2013. Have you considered going on for your master's or is that uh Yeah, I don't know. I think that's <laughs> done. As soon as I got done with school, you know. I'm done. I'm free. So. And uh, do you do you make your living in art or do you? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> at least not yet, right? <laughs> um, right now I just work at Target. I've done that. Yeah, <laughs> it's... I've been there. Awesome. Do things at Target, do things at your job inspire you of what you want to paint, your portraits or different people to paint? Maybe the people I work with. I've been actually kind of thinking about that. Um, Maybe getting more of them to paint on my dimes. I think my original idea for painting on the dimes is uh, to paint a portrait of everyone I know. That's what I'd like to eventually do but you know they take so long so if i get faster at it be kind of like a catalog of like the people i know knew you know something like that yeah how how long does one dime take uh at least 12 hours so total but that's on the shorter end of it i mean that's that's not including the prep time to 
uh, score the dime and put the gesso and all that jazz on it. Do you have the Do you have the image that's going to go on the dime? Do you have it sketched out beforehand, or do you do it just kind of on the fly? Yeah, I just do it on the fly, but that's something that I've been kind of playing around with. I started working on another series of portraits that involves using resin and multiple layers. They're a little bigger, they're like five by seven inches. So I started sketching one of those out first. And I think the portrait of myself is on Facebook for that painting. I usually, my the test for any of my portraits is usually me first. So I'm like, okay, you know, this, if I fuck this up, you know, it's me. So it's not a big deal. Don't have to worry about somebody being insulted. You yeah. made me look ridiculous. Yeah. Can only offend yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you have plans for your dime series or is it just just kind of a in the works at this point um well i got a really good reaction out of the first six that you guys all saw mm -hmm. so i definitely want to keep going but it's one of those things i don't want to be a, a one-trick pony so that's why i've been kind of holding off i think on it and trying some other stuff before i keep going down that road do you do predominantly small scale stuff? Have you ever done a giant um, painting? I think the largest I've done was, uh, I want to say like six by three feet. Oh, and that's then, good uh, sized. Yeah, and then um, me and a couple of my friends, we started working on like a giant painting. It's just on canvas. We were just messing around. Probably like, I don't know, maybe... I want to say like 12 by 18 feet or something like that. We just rolled out and started painting on it. So nothing. That sounds fun. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. We just dicked around, you know, <laughs> nothing came out of it. That was amazing. At least not yet. So still in progress then. <laughs> yeah. It's rolled up in my basement <laughs> garage. Actually. Are you, uh, are you in Omaha now or do you live yeah, somewhere else? Yeah. I just moved here, um, in September, moved in with my parents for a while. And then we, me and my wife, we moved into a small little house. So in Benson, it's really nice over there. I like it. Except for the, uh, we had like a, a drive-by shooting a couple months ago. Nice. It, was, it wasn't the yeah. house directly in front of us, but right next to it. So it's classy. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Fear for my life a little huh. bit. I feel like maybe. Benson's come up quite a ways though. It's, yeah, it's really it's nice. It's still its little hive of villainy that oh, yeah. exists. Yeah. It's, it's very close to a hive of villainy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's come very far from It's a little it edge oh, to yeah. the first Friday. <laughs> <laughs> how, how far away do you live from that main strip? Mm, you can walk there in like 15 minutes. Oh, so not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. A couple times, you know, if you want to get wasted and just walk to Benson, walk back, you know. Yeah, there's a lot to do in Benson nowadays. Yeah, it's really cool. I used to live in that area before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Missed out. As soon as I left town, they're like, oh. Let's, let's move everything here. Arably art and culture. Let's get artsy here. Yeah. You can always move back. I'm kind of stuck here. This, you know, this is it. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> what other mediums do you, I mean, you've, before you started the dimes, did you do mostly canvas acrylic or did uh, you? Yeah. And then um, oil. I mean, I've done it on panel and canvas. Uh, other material. Poly polyurethane. I mess okay. around a lot with that. Like the kind that you just put on the wood floor. Mm -hmm. That's really fun to just put on a canvas 
It gives it like this nice plasticky sheen and texture. Nice. It's really smooth. Yeah. Like glass. It's pretty cool. And then, I don't know, all sorts of stuff. You know, in school, I had to do, you know, welding. Had to work with wood. Uh, all sorts of things. Digital. Yeah, printmaking, like traditional. And then also um, photography, you know, actually, uh, what's it called? The dark room or whatever, mm-hmm. where you actually, you know. Film and yeah, the chemicals yeah, all and that everything. Jazz, yeah. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> All that fun stuff. If um, you go ahead, Brandon. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, after you. Oh. No, after you. <laughs> <laughs> if you had, you know, if you had some form of unlimited funds, which which direction would you think would be the most fun to pursue? I don't know. I'd probably go live in a little cabin in the woods and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not artistically. <laughs> I'd probably, I'm, I'm playing, probably, I'm playing probably, video games all day. <laughs> no, I would, I would definitely keep doing art. I would just probably dive deeper to being even more obscure, I guess, because I think that's one of the things that you, you want to be able to connect with people. You know, you want people to buy your art if, you know, that's what you want to do. So mm-hmm. there's always some sort of compromise in a sense, and you want people to understand it too. Yeah. You know? But nothing really like, like welding, for instance, you said, like, if you could all of a sudden have a shop would you pursue welding or would you <laughs> i don't think so i have i don't know my friends make fun of me they call me pussy hands sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you know like uh jed yeah. brandon yeah. yeah yeah he calls me pussy hands probably because i'm just his cousin but i mean <laughs> it rings true in some sense because i don't like doing anything that hurts my hands for the most part welding is so, rough yeah yes. welding hurts <laughs> woodworking i like painting because it's easy going same with uh you know, playing synthesizers because there's no calluses know. involved. Yeah, in no calluses keys. involved with playing guitar <laughs> and stuff like that. So, <laughs> so have you looked for a design job or art job locally? Yeah, that's that's what I'm in the process of doing. Have is there much out there in that aspect? It seems like it, but I don't know. I've had a couple of interviews. Nothing really amazing yet. Guess we'll see how it goes. So, with the graphic design, does the idea of become? I mean, I don't know not having been a graphic designer and the other guys here have or went to school for it. Um, is there much market for your own business type thing? Or is it like if you were, I mean, you'd be stuck doing stuff you would never want to do. Like opening my own like, like graphic design. Like being a freelance graphic designer. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, that's what I've been doing to build up my portfolio to probably work somewhere. I guess I just don't want the whole responsibility of running a place so that way i can also focus on you know painting and doing music on the side so but i i mean if it comes to that then you know it probably will i'm just kind of going with the flow for the most part so do you see much crossover between the skills you learn studying graphic design into art oh yeah all the time uh especially drawing you know Anything that I do design-wise, I usually sketch out first. Even if I don't end up using those initial sketches, it's still like a, a good place to start, you know. Do you, like because I I find myself sometimes when I'm drawing that I I find that like I have to stop myself and go, okay, you're making this look too much like a magazine layout, or it's looking too much like a CD cover. Let's you know you got to dial it back and focus on what medium this is going to be presented in. I mean, do you? ever run into that or am i just insane i mean unless if you're doing like cd artwork you know then 
I guess that's kind of like the mold that you're putting the artwork into or design, you know. I mean, there's also, you know, ways of breaking outside of that if you want to, I don't know, I've seen bands put like just their music on a USB drive, you know, so mm. the USB drive will be like sculpted, you know, with something cool and then the music's just on that or it's just digital or they have, you know, some elaborate uh, like fold out with the the artwork, you know. So it all depends on what you want to do or the band wants to do, you know. What have you done for your own personal albums then? I've only done the one so far, and it was just basically in the just jewel case. So for the most part, um, that's something that I've been wanting to do is experimenting with, you know, the casing and whatnot. And also trying to think of ways to incorporate more of the music or just playing with audio into, I guess, somehow visualizing the audio for the most part. Does music inspire? I know you had other paintings other than your dimes up on there, and it was. Does music in any way shape how you're going to paint? Like, do you listen to different types of music depending on what your painting is going to be, or does it oh, a- yeah. affect you yeah. that way? Oh, definitely. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, this thing called synesthesia, mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing it right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of play around with that. Either, I don't know if I really have it, but sometimes I think I do. It's all kind of like in the mind's eye for the most part. But yeah, sometimes I'll just, like the other day, I, I started doing uh, a series of things where I'm just painting basically what the music is or what colors I see with the music and the, the shape and textures and just painting that directly onto paper just quickly. Mm-hmm. So, what were you listening to? Uh, usually depends, but one of my favorite bands that I listen to is uh, RX Bandits. They're kind of like a a proggy, I guess, reggae band. It's a weird mix. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're also like, I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to listen to them. You can't really describe it too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're also kind of heavy too, in a sense, like hard rock and post-hardcore i guess influences in there local or national uh, national okay i think they're from california hmm. so is there any local bands that that influence you or well definitely one of them is well, uh <laughs> we be lions for sure <laughs> i guess i mean for any local band to be compared to like some of the music i listen to would be we be lions because of the just kind of the weird mix that they put together mm-hmm. that's really cool so are there any local artists that you tend to follow a bit? Um, not a whole lot, probably yet. Um, since I just moved back, I've been kind of out of the loop, I guess. But well, definitely one of them is uh, Dave Koenig. He uh, did my glorious tattoo here. So excellent. I guess I've always been attracted to his artwork. So yeah, we all love Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Dave? <laughs> And I have some pretty good friends who are amazing artists too, so. Do you collect tattoos as art or do you, I mean, do you go to the artist for the artist or do you go to, do you have any way you pick your tattoos like that? Um, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Dave's work and I'm like, oh, I want one of those. 
So did you? So cool. Did you sit down and tell him what you wanted, or did you just like, all right, Dave, here's my arm, go for it? Uh, the first time, like the chess piece here, it's actually from a magic card. So you know, I didn't really know. I don't know. I guess I wanted to pick something first before I just let him do whatever. So I got that, and then the next time around, I was like, I just want an elephant, make it look cool, and then he just drew it on my arm with sharpie, and then started tattooing. So I think it turned out really nice. well. He's awesome. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Yep. Definitely. And you lived in Lincoln before? Or when you went uh, to school? Or Yeah, I lived in Lincoln for, I think it was like six years. Five or six. Something like that. Long time. Different scene? Different type of scene there? Or College still, town? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, are you still like, you know, deciding on what the scene is here that you're... Yeah, I don't even know what yeah. it's like here. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's been so long. So. Got to get out more. I know, right? I've just you... been inside working on, uh, well, I was working on that house, and then um, I was just putting my design portfolio together for, like, the last five months. Like, that's all I did. I'd work at shitty-ass Target and then go home and do that for the rest of the day and sleep and repeat. <laughs> Art tends to be kind of solitary. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was one of the questions I had, you know, is the artist is lonely. <laughs> Do you feel lonely? Are you suffering from art? It, can, it did kind of make me giggle in that way. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's meds for that, I think. <laughs> Do you go to the Benson First Fridays then and try to get back into that? Yeah, I'm going to. I I just haven't done it here. We have the same thing in Lincoln, and I went pretty much every month. So, but here I haven't. I've been out to Benson twice, and the two times, two of the times it was on a first Friday, but we kind of just glanced around. We didn't really stay at any of the places. Well, we went to uh, one of my friends, uh, Kevin Franz. He's definitely he's an amazing artist. You guys should have him on your show. He was just featured in uh, some magazine. I forget what it is. His, I think his website's uh, Kevin Franz is a monster dot com, I believe, right? He has really cool. Il- <laughs> <laughs> he has really cool uh, little illustrations and um, like. Uh, I wouldn't really say it's like poetry. I guess it would be. But, little writings that go with the uh, the piece of art, like typography. It's really cool. You guys should check it out. Yeah. Nice. We will. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ran into somebody who wanted to know what kind of art, like how you would describe your art, and you didn't have any on hand with you to, to show them, what 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 would you say to them? What would you? How would you describe it? I don't know because I usually do so much um, between the design, the music, and the painting. I guess it's like whatever they ask me about or whatever we start talking about. But a lot of the times I have my phone on me, so <laughs> I usually... <laughs> That's a cop-out. Yeah. <laughs> Damn technology. <laughs> yep. I'm like, here, check this out. Like the dime paintings. That's usually the first thing I show people. I think it's probably the most impressive thing that I've done. So... But so do you think... So do you feel that they're... That between the music and the design work and the art, that they're all separate? Or do they have a continuous... Uh, feel through through them I mean when you look at all of it as a whole yeah I mean probably for the most part you can probably see my 
my style or my the way I draw things out if I draw it out but I don't know sometimes I feel like I'm a schizophrenic artist between like all the different things that I've been doing I don't want to be a jack of all trades but I guess a jack of all trades master of everything <laughs> <laughs> that's the direction I want to go in right yeah that's not how the saying goes at all <laughs> <laughs> says who <laughs> Yeah, we've had a lot of artists and we've, we've talked to a lot of artists that are very, I mean, it depends on their mood, their, the day of the week, whatever, the wind blows mm -hmm. and how they want to, or how they see what they want to put down on canvas or paper. I mean, it's all just, this needs to be in, you know, a more fluid style. This mm -hmm. needs to be more geometric and graphic-y. I mean, yeah. it's just a lot of artists diversify in that way, depending on what they want to convey. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. There are definitely times when I'm like doing design work or something and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this. I just want to like just push paint around or just, I don't know, play on my analog synthesizers for like three hours. But sometimes you just get stuck doing something and you just have to push through it. Kind of like work. Yeah, <laughs> it is like, like work. work. It is. And why, why did you decide to go to art school? Um, or master in, in art? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just ever since I was little, I've always loved coloring and uh, coloring books and uh, painting miniatures. I think, you know, coloring and painting was like the first thing that I started doing. So I've always ha had like this deep seed of thinking that I was like some sort of painter or something. So I don't know. So did, <laughs> Seemed so like the thing to do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. did drawing come later then, or? Yeah, definitely. I always wanted to be a comic book artist when I was like thirteen, but I was like, man, I suck. They're so they're so good. I don't know how to do it. It's a lot more complicated than <laughs> oh, it looks. It's yeah. Life drawing helps that a lot. Mm -hmm. I took that for like at least two years, I think. So. Yeah, I was a big fan of life drawing. <laughs> I like the challenges it presented. Definitely. Would you encourage some up-and-coming up new art-type person to to go to school for art? Or would you... Yeah, why just... not? Was it worth it? <laughs> Was it... <laughs> I don't know yet, I guess. I work at Target, I guess. I can't really say. <laughs> Shitty fucking Target. <laughs> Tell us how you read. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel you, man. Maybe that's yeah. one of the things you should edit out. That's the, only th that's the only thing I'm going to bash is Target and how much I hate it. They're not a sponsor. It's okay. <laughs> not true. yet. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any other job that you would like to have? I mean, a non-art job that would be less horrifying on a daily basis? <laughs> that <server>. might help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just want to do art, so. Well, do you, do you really think, think your frustrations with Target, does it translate into your work? It might be starting to. I don't know. <laughs> 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 going dark. <laughs> you haven't seen his Nazi propaganda <laughs> Target posters yet? <laughs> uh, Not that far yet. No. <laughs> You'll get there. Don't worry. Oh, it yeah. comes. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Our hands and ovens with the Target logo. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start doing little uh, 
Yeah, little posters like that, and I'll put them up all over where I work. Where's this coming from? <laughs> Who's doing this? It's premeditated. We got you on tape now. It's really not that bad. But, just... no. <laughs> but now one of us can do it, and he'll get yeah. blamed for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. You have a scapegoat. It's not the worst job. What is the line about mediocre. you can't? Yeah, exactly. It's just oh. so boring. And just yep. From monotonous. Serenity about this. this. <laughs> oh, and now it's gone. Oh, oh <laughs> man. <laughs> the signal, you can't. Oh. <laughs> that Mr. Universe says about you. the signal, you can't. You know, when they're setting the signal out all over and you can't. Now that we have it on tape, it's going to be out there forever. Oh, man. it's out there on the airwaves floating around. For eternity, you can edit that Fun. out because I completely forgot the botched whole. Botched it. Yeah, I botched the whole. Actually, I think we should open with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this. Uh, uh, what? Oh. I'll get it. Hold on. <laughs> you can't fight the signal. You can't. How does it go? I don't know. Damn you guys! I have no idea what you're talking about. We all know. Sounds We're just making you stumble. Yeah. <laughs> Please explain. You haven't seen Serenity like 20 times. I just oh, watched it the other serenity. day, and I can't remember what you're right. talking about. Anyway. Huh. Okay, so I noticed while I was researching <laughs> you and learning about what you do that you uh, you had you started at like a a Facebook auction auction for some of your pieces. Can you talk about like how that came about and the process of de- deciding you know what pieces to move and yeah. Um... Between moving from Lincoln back to Omaha, I uh, <laughs> I wanted to, well, I was running out of room for all my stuff. So, you know, it was either sell stuff. I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to throw anything away, which I actually did. There's some stuff I'm like, this is garbage. You know, some things I just threw in the dumpster, hit with a hammer for fun. And anyways, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I set up a Facebook I guess sort of auction I set up for a week. And so I told everyone that it was ending, you know, at midnight on this day. So whoever posted on there with the newest, uh, bid, you know, it would, it would be theirs. So kind of like just a nonchalant Facebook bidding, I guess like eBay, but you know. So did you set up like, um, like an initial starting price that you, that you, or did you have like a target price in mind that you wanted that piece to that, that yeah. you'd be comfortable with letting go of it for that? Yeah, price? for the most part, I set everything pretty cheap. Like some of the smaller ones were just like ten bucks, so it was more or less kind of like a felt like cleansing. So it was then the responses were they pretty good? I mean, did you yeah, have a lot it, of luck with it? Or yeah, everyone got into it, and so most things sold for around a hundred. So that was nice. You know, that's cool. I've never, yeah, I've never seen, I've never seen like somebody do that before, and it, to me, it's almost like a kind of a scary thing because you're like, if I if I throw this up there and I say ten bucks, <laughs> and I only get one bid for ten bucks, <laughs> am I really comfortable with letting it go for ten bucks or not? <laughs> yeah, did you set your your starting prices at something you were that you were okay with letting it go for, or did you take chances? Uh, not really. You know, you, you, you always want, you know, more for your stuff, but right. you know, I just wanted to, I guess, lure people with the low prices, you know, if, you know, they got into it. So everything went up. It was still fun. And 
a lot of that stuff that I did put on there wasn't as complicated as say the dime paintings where they take, you know, like 12 hours. Some of those were probably around like half the time or just experiments, you know, trying things out. So it wasn't, I guess I wasn't attached to them as it was with some of the more complicated stuff. Was it art you did for classes and whatnot, or was it stuff that you'd done on your own? Yeah, a lot of it was for class, pretty much everything, I believe. But um, the cool thing about that is, is once I got into the upper level art classes, you know, you set your own uh, rules and stuff like that. You know, you don't have assignments anymore. So a lot of it was, even though it was for class, it was still stuff that I wanted to do, you know. Right. No one was dictating what you had to do at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, so moving forward, do you see, you know, do you see yourself doing more of those type of like auctions? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I think earlier I was talking about, uh, some paperwork that I was doing with, uh, synesthesia, if I'm pronouncing that right, right. And doing that on paper, just really quick little paintings. And that, that's definitely something that I would, um, you know, be comfortable with because some of them were done in like three minutes, you know, they're more like studies, I guess, but yeah. Interesting. So what did you just make? Like you just went and said, Oh, I'm auctioning this. This is the starting price. If you want it, you just post a higher price and then did people just post on it. And yeah. You, until you, the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Until that day came. Uh, so if like, some I said at like 50 bucks. So if you wanted it, you would just post 50 and then the next person would post 51 or whatever price they wanted, you know? So then, you know, the next person would post and, you know, it has the date and time on there. So I could, you know, I, I knew who posted, you know, when, so. That's yeah. a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Maybe I'll steal that. <laughs> go, go for it. <laughs> Try it out. It was fun. <laughs> and you've also collaborated with your wife on some pieces? Yeah, she's a a local designer. She works for Omaha Magazine, so she's really good at what she does. And, yeah, she does really cool um, little uh, mandala designs. So it's like two years ago now, I think, or maybe – I don't think it was last year. But uh, we painted at a uh, – it's called uh, Bella Domenica – uh, my friend Stephen Bills, he's a DJ musician, and he puts that on with, uh, oh, I can't remember his last name right now, Keith, Keith Roger. <laughs> Keith Roger? Keith Roger. Okay. And he's actually touring with a faint right now. It's really cool. Like for their s sound guy, sound engineer. Awesome. That but, would be fun. Yeah. So but, that was a, an art music both for you on yeah, that event? or Yeah, it was a downtown. They had it down there, and they DJed music. They had like a, a little yoga session, and they invited people to come out and paint. So we did that together, just set up a canvas and painted outside. At the Loom, or where was it at? No, it was in the park. Um, that you know park. the big park downtown. The big. I'm Gene, so bad with the names. The one with all the trees, right? Gene Leahy Mall. The one with grass. <laughs> yeah, with the big lake. Yeah, the fountain the slides. Yeah, thank the, you. Yeah. I'm so bad with names. The one they remodeled. Didn't they remodel it? Did they? That was the Gene Leahy Mall, but he was probably at the Heartland of America Park, which are two Slightly separate yeah. but mm -hmm. connected parts. Oh, okay. uh, 
Gotcha. So do your wife and you, do you guys work together a lot when it comes um, to, like creatively? We help each other a lot. That's for sure. Like we always critique each other's work and always help each other out, you know, if we get stuck. So it's really nice. My wife and I are, she's also an artist. And so, but we both come from completely opposite directions. And so we always, we kind of work to collide. We don't really collaborate together, but <laughs> we critique each other's stuff and kind of fact check, I guess, if you will. Bounce ideas off of yeah. one another. <laughs> Has yeah. that ever created strife? No. No, never? No. Okay. No. Everything Some, else does. But yeah, everything <laughs> else does. <laughs> we sleep in separate rooms, <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, I, and I was just wondering if, if is she like a part of your a part of the process? Like when you start sit down and start sketching out ideas or, or working on ideas, do you bounce them off of her and go, "What do you think of that?" Oh yeah, all the time. I'm like, "Hey, check this out. Isn't this awesome?" She's like, "No, it looks bad." I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, you got to be honest. You know, it'd right. be it'd be more rude or fucked up not to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. So, yeah. So then let's go into the the music. Tell me a bit about your music background, if you will. Started out, um, I don't know. Did we play together in a band? I don't know if the stars ever aligned <laughs> for that. I don't know. I don't. I doubt it. Such a long time ago. It was horrible if we did. <laughs> How long have you known each other? Uh, Forever. Yeah, yeah, why, why don't you tell us about you know your relationship? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well... <laughs> Because this is the only time we ever talked to Brandon. Uh, I need, yeah. Yeah. I need yeah. some more beer for this. <laughs> we went to uh, St. Bernard's together, I think, fourth through seventh grade. And then third. I, third? Was it third? Third grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Third through seventh grade. I left at seventh grade and went off to public school. Did you end up in public school or did you go yep. private? Eighth grade year. I had three months left of school there. And they transferred you out? No, my mom got in a fight with the principal. Really? Whoops. I didn't Huge even know fight. that. Yeah. Like crazy fight and you she just pulled you out you're like done there yeah yeah my family ran out of money because they got to divorce so i went off to public school after that so then you two met up again in county lockup (laughs) (laughs) well public school does this thing to you where you no it wasn't too bad Where you learn about real life? Real life, and you uh, (laughs) get involved in a gang immediately you have to pick sides and you go from there and you guys picked the same gang, or were you on like we opposing different gangs? Turf. So yeah, it was it like was bad. the Jets and the <laughs> oh, the, the other one, <laughs> Patriots, the shark, Jets and the Sharks, right? Sharks. <laughs> uh, we played nothing. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> That's West Side Story. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's this thing that happened back a while ago. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we played uh, games all the time, all these nerdy RPGs and card games and 40K. And yeah, we stuck together. Magic the Gathering? Yep. Yeah. Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, a little bit of everything under mm-hmm. the sun. You hung yeah. out You hung out at the same comic book store. Same comic book store and played yep. the same games. And yeah. yeah, you get credit for Star Realm because nobody remembers that place. I never It sounds familiar Realm. in a vague sort of way. They had the coolest mural on the back of the building. I kind of remember. As you're, as you're driving down. Hey, is that the place that was on 88 like Fourth yeah. in Papillion? Yes. I do remember that place. Yeah. Yep. 
Now it's like a Quiznos or something, I think. Oh, so sad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, there's this music. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh, oh, you didn't like our little segue? I thought it was good. All right, back to music. Okay, so music. How was <laughs> We're back to that. <laughs> Here's um, a question nobody's asked. So, what about your music? <laughs> yeah, um, you it used, <laughs> used to actually play instruments. I don't know. That sounds horribly offensive. <laughs> you used what to actually you? do real music. <laughs> you used to actually play something. Now. No, I, I think it's the other way around. I used to never play anything, and now I do. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it was just noise. Or yeah, what? screaming my head off. Remember. You didn't play guitar or anything? No, I never did. You did just... you have a guitar? No, I don't have a guitar. I never owned one. Who are you trying to interview? Is this know. the wrong guy? <laughs> the, I should have <laughs> No, that was... Uh, I know you ha- You play guitar. You had, a, you had a drum set. You had a guitar. You had all that, this stuff. All that stuff was at my house. <laughs> the, the band played at my parents' house. And yeah. that, that was like our headquarters and setup. So that stuff was always at my house. I... I mean, I uh, like mess around with guitar, but you know, I never really tried to learn it. I guess. I mean, maybe a little bit. Like I was shown kind of the basics and stuff. If you can play chords. three chords. You can yeah, play. About, yeah, about about three chords, maybe two. <laughs> I can kind of play the drums, not really. I can keep a beat for like two measures, and then. So you just basically <laughs> do keyboard, synthesizer, electronic. Uh yeah. Well, I mean. I guess for the most part, I have a pretty good feel for music, so I kind of do a lot of programming. But, I mean, sort of drifting out of that and actually playing everything instead of programming it. So I've actually been trying to learn how to shred, you know, playing the keyboard and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And learning synthesizers is a whole another ball game you know, than just playing the instrument itself, you know, because with, I think the thing that attracts me with uh, synthesizers is because you can really sculpt the sound. So it's kind of like it, you know, it's kind of like art, you know, you, it's almost like painting, but with sound more or less. So you work it until you get exactly what you're looking for. Uh Exactly. And with, you know, all the um, computer stuff now you can, you can play something, you know, quantitize the notes or just edit them, you know, on the computer by hand. And then while it replays, you can tweak all the knobs, you know, change the sound or the effects as it goes. So, so do you do any, do you, when you're composing with the synthesizer, does it involve actually, like, I know a lot of people that play instruments and play in bands and can't read sheet music at all. Does it involve any, do you involve any of the same? sheet music or you know written music or do you just feel it and go with it there yeah for the most part um i guess a lot of it is like a certain key will be a certain like palette of colors for me so i kind of stick to that like what tools are you using? Are you using just a keyboard to program stuff in a computer? Or you, do you have any of those synthesizers that they make? Or? Yeah, I have uh, one digital one. I have an analog, digital hybrid, uh, pure analog, an effects processor, which also has, it's basically like another synth. 
within itself and two vocoders. Have you ever played live or desired to play live kind of thing and mess with sound that way? That's like probably the plan, I guess. <laughs> um, there's several ways to do it. I'm just not sure how I'm going to do it yet. And uh, it started off with just myself doing it. And um, then I had a friend join and he's actually been writing a lot of music for it. So the whole next EP that we're put, putting out now I guess it's going to be it's almost like full length so I might split the music up because it's it's like almost 40 minutes now have you said the name of your band yet oh it's uh, Mount Zenith are you incorporating guitar and vocals or anything like that yet or yeah vocals yeah uh, there's one demo up on Facebook that has uh, vocals on it I don't know if any of you guys heard it no I, I looked at it, I thought I thought it was all. I thought it was the art that you had done. I didn't realize that was the That's band. Yeah, as well. Yeah. So we're, get... we were bad at our research. <laughs> oh, no, it's all good. We can always take another break, and you guys can check Listen it out. real quick. Yeah. So, are there electronic bands that you would cite as influences? Not necessarily bands that you're sort of emulating, but. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, just with art, I try to look at and listen to everything. You know, because the more you know, the better. You know, you won't be copying someone else or if you find just like one little piece out of anything you know you can use that you know like if you listen to a Britney Spears record and you like a bass line in it or you like a certain texture the way they like produce something you know it's it's completely worth listening to you know so are there electronic artists that you oh. like like that you admire or um I listen to a lot of rock music really and uh, a lot of prog. So um, I guess some of my favorite bands would be like RX Bandits, like I said early, earlier. I love the Mars Volta. Um, there is an electronic uh, musician I've been listening to. He has like two groups. One's called uh, Black Moth Super Rainbow. And the other one, that's like his full band. And then the other one is mainly him. It's called Tobacco. It's really good. He uses all analog synthesizers, like pretty much vintage ones. And he does weird, uh, he has like a weird process. He records everything with like tapes and stuff. I don't so even know how to like do any moogs? of Old school. Uh, he probably does. He doesn't really say what he uses. Keep, keeps it Mysterious. Secret. Yeah, mysterious. <laughs> Not letting nice. out his secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how the digital guys love recording to analog media and printing on vinyl and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's something that, you know, he, he gets asked a lot, you know, because it eventually ends up as an MP3, so, yeah, you know. And that's how so, most people consume all the media. Yeah. I It does, it still sounds different, though, so I kind of know what he means by, you know, using something newer because a lot of the newer synthesizers, um, the oscillators which uh, produce the actual sound wave are controlled digitally by, like, internal computers rather than just being straight up like circuits as far as I know. Yeah. So like the old ones would slowly drift in and out of tune, you know, when they would warm up after a while. So. Are those tube or those? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I'm, I'm sure they run it all through, you know, amps, yeah. which have tubes. 
I don't think they make I, any tube instruments anymore. You'd be surprised. Some people get obsessed with the tubes and they want tube amplifier, tube this, and well, I know that. They just I know like that, like the, tube amps are really hard to find, but more expensive. Yeah. Damn, yeah. more expensive. How how like the analog ones? I mean, are those twenty years ago technology? Are they older or are oh, they? They make new ones now. Like I mean, is that so? That's, that's what I have. Okay. Yeah, I just I just bought one. It's a I'm going to pronounce it right. It's a French brand. They're called Artura, Arteria, something like that. It's the mini brute. And it's all, um, it's all analog for the most part. Um, the only thing that is digital, it has a, a, like input and output for MIDI, which is, um, it controls like the musical information. So you can send in notes to it. And so it can play like, or you can play into the computer, you know, whatever you want. Okay. So that's how you tweak everything as it plays back if you want, you know, just it's an extra added option. It's always good to have. So is that your plan for the future? Go more into music than it is painting or if you had a, a choice or you do have a choice, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. I love them both. <laughs> is, uh, have you figured out a way where you can actively do both or does one suffer when you're doing the other? definitely a juggling act you know between painting and design and doing music but i i think that's something that i'm trying to figure out i think you guys got me at a good time because i'm at a crossroads i think right now between trying to find a job you know in design or whatever it is that i'm going to be doing and then you know what direction the art's going to be going in you know and i think that's another thing i kind of started with the music i wanted it to also be able to I guess have a lot of artwork involved in the process. So like every song has like a, I guess like a painting or something to it. Have you thought about like, I, I, I do shows. So it's, you know, trying to figure out a way to do a show that is based on a style of music. Mm -hmm. And have you thought about a way to somehow do a show where your music and your art are interwoven into one you know, four hour experience or something. Yeah. That's what I've been, you know, trying to figure out, I guess, did, for the most part, yeah. yeah, is how to involve that. You know, I'd probably have original artwork hanging up, but the, the other thing with that is, is that a lot of the stuff from Mount Zenith, I want it to represent the music too. And a lot of it so far has been, um, you know, digital and, or some sort of electronic stuff. So a lot of the artwork, I've started off sketching it, but then it ends up in the computer and I end up painting it in the computer or inking it or something in the computer. So it's kind of a, just a big mesh of stuff. <laughs> Clusterfuck, I guess. <laughs> Where would, I mean, I can't even think of a venue that would be good for something like that. No, it's kind of the big problem with that idea. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be difficult. I mean, it, it could always just start off i think what we might do is it just you know play a show like a regular band but you know right now it's just two of us so everything that we have planned right now it's all synthesizers there's no you know so if we played live it would be like a pop musician it'd just be me up there singing while my friend is you know adam is just playing the uh i guess djing the stuff that's what a lot of electronic <laughs> arts have trouble 
you know, yeah. making their live shows interesting. Yeah. They usually yeah. use lights shows mm-hmm. to emphasize the, the beats and, you know, dress up Costumes, crazy yeah. and, yeah. you know, try and spice things up because it really, I mean, people aren't used to just somebody sitting around punching buttons on a keyboard, you know? Yeah. And we or, don't want to do that either, you know? Right. So like Crystal Method, we went and saw Crystal Method yeah. and it was, the music was really high energy and it was really exciting music. But the show was boring as fuck to watch because yeah. it's just two guys behind a wall of keyboards. <laughs> I mean, they had some lights and, like... and stuff, but it was at the Ranch Bowl, so yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it's a hard to illustrate something like that. I've seen some of <laughs> yeah. them have eighteen people on stage trying to actually perform the material, which gets ridiculous. Right. <laughs> If you could somehow find a performance artist to get up there and writhe around <laughs> as a painting. There you go. Well, they could be painted. Well, as a, yeah, yeah, as a painting, they could, you know. Do some body paint. Do some body paint and get them up there. And... Yes. <laughs> well, I think it's going to end up just turning into a full band. We have some people that are interested in kind of joining the bandwagon so you're gonna add some traditional instrumentation to it yeah i if anything like some parts might change you know like the sequence drums will end up being a real drummer live or you know or some key parts might change to guitar it all just depends can you do more with a synthesizer say drums than you can as a with a real drum set I mean, is it more dynamic in that, you know, as a human, you couldn't physically hit all of those things at the same time? Uh, Yeah, having layers, but I think it's always more dynamic when you actually have a real drummer. Like, you can hear it in the sound, you mm-hmm. know. It's more organic. But, I mean, it, it all depends on what you want. If you want, you know, a robotic, you know, bass line, or drum beat, then... I guess that's what you have, like background drums on your keyboard versus the real drums. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely for live, you know, yeah, it'd be more interesting. Hmm. All right, and uh, here's a demo track of Mount Zenith's Desert Sun coming from the EP so far named Desert Sun. Enjoy. Thank you. 
<laughs> what were the what was what were the, the two tracks that we heard? What were they called? Um, the first one right now it's just called Desert Sun. I don't know if that will be the final name. And then there was actually three tracks, and then the one after that was Oh okay, Rachel's Journey, and then uh, Dune Duster, kind of like the demo names that we have right now. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was if the second one if that was one track or two tracks, but that makes more sense that it was two because I thought there there was a break there and I. Didn't know if it was a instrumental pause, dramatic or, pause. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> but, that happens. Okay. Actually, I think on Facebook right now those two tracks are together, so it just kind of depends. Like they bleed into each other. I think they work well together. Yeah. So I mean, it, that's good. Now, like Thanks. on that first track, um, my musical knowledge might be a little dated, but it, to <laughs> me, it, it. I mean, I got kind of a trip hop vibe with a little bit of funk to it. Is that are those? Oh, Those yeah. sort of genres that are that influence you, or yeah, we've been dwelling and diving more into uh, funk music, and I mean, really anything like a lot of psychedelic music too, and progressive. I think kind of like the direction we want to go in is like psychedelic pop, or like I guess it would sound weird, but prog pop. So okay, kind of taking the influence of prog, but just making it more accessible i guess for the most part and doesn't prog usually have guitars then are you going to add guitars yeah uh right now um the other guy adam he uh he's been writing a lot of the music on synthesizers but he's a really good uh guitar player and then we have another friend 
we have two other friends, uh, Lucas Harbison. He played some guitar and ukulele on the first EP that I basically did myself. With it's mainly electronic, but there's guitar parts and some ukulele on there. So he'll. I'm not sure what the status of him on doing stuff is. And then uh, Kevin Franz, the other guy who does art and stuff like that, he he makes music too. So he's pretty much a member. Uh, he hasn't really done anything for this project yet, but that's something that we'll be getting into. And uh, yeah. So if you get a band together, sort of a prog rock electronic band, and it becomes you know your main gig, mm-hmm. are you still going to go back and like do sort of more chill out, sort of like down tempo, like the stuff that we heard on on the side without vocals? Um, or would you just stick to the prog rock and kind of focus on that? I think every uh, record or EP that we make will be different. So it'll change it up. Yeah, it'll change. I mean, maybe some some of the music that gets released might just be like one person doing something. So it just depends hmm. really on what it is. But anything live will probably end up being like a full band. So the music will be different for the situation you know some albums might just be considered headphone you know albums or something or more experimental you know might just be like birds or something bird sounds (laughs) (laughs) cool (laughs) so now on that first track i mean obviously your your vocals were sort of manipulated and Mm -hmm. distorted do you plan on doing that live too or are you going to change it up yeah um mainly that was just falsetto and a little bit of reverb and delay so I mean it wasn't too far of a stretch from what I can do with my voice but I mean you know it was multiple takes of getting it right you know doing falsetto for a whole song my voice is definitely going to crack here and there (laughs) (laughs) but for the most part you know nice yeah alright so where can we find you and your music online um well you can find me and all my uh let's see design stuff at behance.net slash derek joy and that's d-e-r-e-k-j-o-y and then uh right now all my paintings are on facebook.com slash derek artist which is spelled differently it's d-a-r-r-u-k-r excuse me a-r-t-i-s-t and then the music you can find on SoundCloud if you just do, uh, well, SoundCloud and Facebook. Uh, if you do a search for Mount Zenith, which is M-O-U-N-T-Z-E-N-I-T-H. Excellent. Very good. No, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. No problem. And uh, <laughs> Okay, we'll do our sign-off. Uh, this was Derek Joy with us. My name is Janet Mills. I'm Michael Shookus. Michael Peisch and Brendan Ingle. Thank you again for joining us. No. <laughs> Next. Keep and going. And then there's the inevitable. Where you come from is gone. Where you thought you were going to weren't never there. And where you are ain't no good unless you can get away from it. The end. It gets better every time. Yeah, it gets better.